Greetings ladies and mental gents and welcome to my channel where I like to make audiobooks of different web novels and series and fiction from across the net. In this video we will be doing the latest chapter for Fork This Life taken from the website Royal Road. If you are so inclined please do all the normal YouTubey things to make the algorithm happy because an unhappy algorithm is an unhappy world. Also, if you enjoy the story, please go follow the links below and support the author. Anyways, on to the story, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. Chapter 45 Duplicity Uncomfortable, in a word, that's how I would describe living every day, knowing that someone I don't know, somewhere I don't know, for reasons I don't know, is watching me. I'm used to being the one doing the watching. Being able to see everyone and everything gives me a sense of security. A knowledge that I can't be taken by surprise. 1.7 kilometers, that's the approximate radius of my vision. It's no small amount, far too large for me to consciously keep track of everything. And yet, for the first time in a long while, it suddenly feels insufficient. Even so... I know that even if it were ten or a hundred times larger, it still wouldn't be able to catch sight of the gods. In other words, I can't do anything except try my best to ignore it. Well, there are some things that I'd like to try. I can't be sure how well they'll work, but I have high hopes. Things work differently here than back on Earth, but not that differently. As far as I can figure, science still applies. Even the first law of thermodynamics, energy cannot be created or destroyed. At its most basic level, a mage takes in manner from their surroundings, then shapes it into their world in the form of a spell. That is to say, some of the manner is converted into whatever is needed to achieve the spell. The rest dissipates back into the air. I don't have the knowledge or the means, but on a surface level, mana also appears to follow this law. Sporfsai and Ki and other such things, I don't even know enough about them to tell, but I'd guess that it would be the same for them. A part of me wonders if they all have anything to do with the theoretical dark matter, that mysterious stuff which supposedly makes around 80% of the universe's mass. Then again, I don't know nearly enough to postulate about it. Back to my original line of thought, there are quite a few ways I can think of of using my knowledge, limited though it may be compared to a modern scientist's standards, to create a few interesting spells. I've done some tinkering, some of them should be plausible. The single limiting factor thus far was that their complexity made managing them practically impossible. That is to say, if I created some tool that did some of that for me and the rest of it for me, I can do it. To be specific, priority one, modified, find a way to regain human senses while I'm a fork form. Priority one, subsection A, develop a tool to gain superhuman sight. The me of yesteryear grasped the slim possibility that one day I might get the right skill or trait to regain true color vision. The me of today knows that I can do it, and not only that, I can go even further beyond. Biologically speaking, I am not human anymore. I am not confined by the same limitations. Probably I can interpret things that a human brain can't, because I don't have a human brain. I don't think I have a brain at all, really. No clue as to how it works. 
The human eye is capable of seeing a narrow band of electromagnetic spectrum interpreted by humans as light, with colors ranging from red to violet. However, that is nowhere near the limit of the spectrum. Visible EMR wavelengths on the bottom and top of the range vary by only roughly 300 nanometers. Above that, it goes up to gamma rays, which have a wavelength of a million times smaller. And below it goes down to radio waves, which have wavelengths over a billion times larger. The numbers that they aren't exact, but it gives you a bit of an idea. Fundamentally, all EMR is the same thing, just with different wavelengths and amounts of energy. Things are complex scientifically. Different wavelengths interact differently with different materials differently, meaning that they can't be measured or produced in the same way. With magic, it's theoretically simpler. Of course, that is not to say that I can just produce gamma rays willy-ninny. Similarly, to how small their wavelengths are comparatively to light, a gamma ray is about a million times more energy than light. I do not have that much mana. But detecting EMR and emitting long-wavelength low-frequency EMR, I should be able to do that. Theoretically. And no, I can't make lasers. Of course I can't. Well, not yet. The thing is, all of those novels, anime, games that make it out to mean light magic equals lasers, well, they're stupid. Think about it. If lasers were as simple as concentrating a bunch of light into the same spot, a kid could do it with a high-powered torch and a magnifying glass. No, lasers are much more complex. Again, light is EMR, waves of electromagnetic radiation. Now think of how standard sine waves. It goes from a peak of one to a low of a negative one, the pattern repeating every two pi. All right, now put another sine wave there, but move it over one pi unit. Add two waves together and you get a flat line. That there's a basic interference. And it's what's happening all over the place in a normal light source, except instead of two waves, there are like two million, and they're all different units out of phase, and sometimes you get spikes, and sometimes you get nada. A laser is what happens if instead of all those two million waves being slightly separated, or slightly different frequencies or amplitudes, or this, or that, and the other, they're all exactly the same, right on top of each other. Again, they add together, basically giving you one wave the same frequency as above, but much, much larger amplitude. I think. I'm not exactly a physicist here. I'm just remembering something I read on Wikipedia out of curiosity this one time. Anyway, doing that is complicated. Very complicated. And I'm not sure how I try to go about it. So, no, no lasers. Regardless, I spend much of my free time these days tinkering, using everything that I've learned so far, trying to make a new eye. And one that's mine, not just a borrowed tool, one that I know intrinsically inside and out, how it ticks, how to fix it or recreate it if need be, and the thought comes to mind, naturally, of materials. The Academy has something of a stall for such things, Naturally, various metals, inks, materials, and miscellanea, but my funds are limited, and I can't afford to experiment with more than a trace amounts of rarer, better materials. But, um, I'm made of mithril, right? And I have a self-repair, so couldn't I just, um, 
shave pieces of myself off and regenerate them, or at least that was the thought that let me hear. The plan was to cut off a small piece of myself using Absorb. It would drop to the table I'm hovering above. I self-repair and see what happens. Only the piece I cut off didn't fall. It stays hovering in the air, just like me. The sight of it so far removed from my expectations, my belief, my utter certainty that it would fall to the ground, as all things within my upward fall supply should, that it takes me a few seconds to comprehend reality. Once I do, my mind races trying to understand what is causing this oddity. But once again, the unexpected whacks me over the metaphorical head with a cricket bat. A telepathic link forms. What was it that they used to say? It, he, I, says to me. Talking to yourself is the first sign of madness. Always thought that was ridiculous, but considering the circumstances, I might reconsider. We have a title that proves otherwise, I reply, sarcastically able to believe what my senses, uh, what logic was now telling me. There are two of me. Wait, we do still have that title, right? There's a momentary pause while I both check. You saw it too, right? I say after a minute. It's not just our body that split. Yeah, and not just the stats. Skill proficiency too. It's not what I remember, I reply. Everything was decreased, I, uh, we should have known it wouldn't be that easy. There's always a price. It was a stupid idea. We're lucky it didn't get worse. What if, uh, what if we split had caused us to lose our sanity? Or worse, our sapiens. Not a thought I want to entertain. Regardless, it doesn't matter. That didn't happen. And this did. The question is, what now? I mean, the stats are still proficiencies, are a blow, but it's not like we can't go on as is. No, we can't, or at least I can't, I think. You have most of the body and most of the stats too. As is, I'm practically helpless. Are you sure? Yeah, I can tell now. It wasn't as clear when we were leveling up. Too gradual. But now it's all gone. In an instant, it's so much harder to think, to understand, compared to just a minute ago. I, uh, I can't stand it. I don't want to go back there, to the beginning, to be forced to climb up again. Not after I got this far. All right, okay. We tried to fix this, but, hmm, maybe. Back then, when we were doing the exorb to repair loop, we didn't have this problem. We lost part of our body, but not our power or skill. There shouldn't be a difference, except, uh, instead of absorbing the whole piece off, it was separated. I think if I absorb you and repair, we should go back to normal. Are you sure? I'm never sure. You know that. Ironic, considering we're often right, but yeah, I know. Still, who can I trust if not myself? Do you? Trust me, I mean. A slight pause. Ugh. I guess if this works, then yeah, I do. Well then, here goes nothing. The act of absorption requires no thought. It's like a limb, a muscle. It's deliberate. But if you were to ask me how it felt to use, to control, I would have to answer. It was part of me now. It's simply something I could do. The other me vanishes, and I repair myself, opening my status with no small amount of trepidation. I checked whether I was right or had to make a terrible mistake. Everything is normal, back to the way it was, as if nothing had ever happened. As far as anyone could know, nothing had. But I doubt that I will ever forget the mistake that made me too. 
I remember it now. Both of my perspectives in that brief time, we, I, were in the same being. But such a simple thing as a stat and skill decrease cost me into darkness. I made it here through luck, skill, and effort. All of a sudden, a large portion of that was invalidated. It wasn't that I thought that I couldn't do it again. Rather, I knew I could. It was the thought that even if I did, I might be cast down again. How? Why? It wasn't a rational thought, but it quickly burrowed into my mind. I've always been a fearful person. Afraid of people that would want to hurt me. Afraid of disappointing my family. Afraid of what I might do if one day I finally snapped from the pressure and anxiety. Sometimes I wonder if there's anything I don't fear. I struggle to find examples. I was afraid of me too, both of me. But then, I am dangerous. I don't pretend to be a saint because I know I'm not. I'm sick in more ways than one. Some days, I have dark thoughts to lash out at the people who hurt me, those who made me this way, even when I know that they never meant for this. Some days, I dearly want to. But whenever those dark flames burn my heart, a single thought always chills the rage. That after I cause all that destruction, ruin those relationships forever, that my heart would calm for a moment, just long enough for me to look back and see what I'd done. I think it would break me, thoroughly. I'm no saint, but I am much less a monster. It is similar for everyone, I think. Compassion and rationality holding back the worst parts of ourselves on our darkest days. I like to hope that I'm wrong about that. Most people are better than me. I can hope. I have to hope, even if what I see every day tries to prove me wrong. Measured, deliberate movements, the path is held firmly in my mind as I carefully follow it. A single, slight mistake, while perhaps not causing me to need to start over, would reduce efficiency and efficacy. I set myself down for a moment, refocusing before continuing to etch a formation into the piece of iron using absorb. Enchantments, loosely speaking, come in three variants. The first is when the spell is permanent effects cast upon something. This usually means a change in shape, appearance, or a simple increase in durability. In other words, alteration magic. The second is self-sufficient enchantments. They utilize mana-gathering formations to power themselves and work autonomously. Naturally, the amount of mana available to enchant is limited both to the density of ambient mana and how effective the formation is at gathering it. As a general consequence, the more mana an enchantment of this type requires, the larger it has to be physically to gather that mana. The third is user-activated enchantments. In simple terms, they are just normal spells, but designed with an additional mana guidance subformation that does all the complex steps of spell casting. All the user has to do is put enough mana in it for it to work. No knowledge of magic needed whatsoever. On the other hand, creating these types of enchantments requires thorough knowledge of the intricacies of magic involved. Behind every working enchantment, there is a lot of time spent researching, developing, and experimenting, and even if you were to ask two different people to make the same enchantment, the end result would probably be different. So when I say I'm crafting myself a new eye, I by no means do I suggest that it's a simple task. I spend weeks drafting the formations and the plans for the device itself, testing things before finally starting to work on making it. 
a bit of time spent every day in one of the artificing workshops. There is a lot of tools here that I just physically can't use, but the space and the environment are still good for work. There's a half dozen people in the room, but it's still pretty quiet. Everyone is too focused on their work to be thinking about everyone else, working on one project or another. Tools, mostly devices made to make a task easier or do something that just can't be done mundanely. Other stuff I don't recognize, mostly because it's too complex for me. That turtle from the athletics carnival is working on something or the other, altering it rather than making something new, I think. Another guy is putting his hair out over some kind of card-shaped, uh, thing. Uh, I turn my attention back to my own project. Theoretically, I've already done most of the work. After I've finished this part, there'll just be an assembly, and then I'll need to test and adjust things. Or something could just not work the way I expected it to, and I'll have to start over. It's genuine possibility. Pretty much what happened with my first actual basic artificing assignment. Although I partially attribute that to spending most of my time on this rather than checking my work for that one. Still, not long now. Not long. Sir? Sir? Are you alright? Your fur seems shaggier than usual. One of my classmates to my advanced darkness illusion class asks, surprisingly, not with their kindness, but their perceptive ability in the dimly lit room at pretty much midnight. Most of the classes are half out of it, except for the few nocturnal races. And me, obviously. Class for most subjects usually runs during the day, but elemental magic works best when the element is already present. In terms of lightness and darkness magic, that means day and night. Not to mention that our teacher is a wolf beastman whose fur is rather unkempt at the best of times. It would be a dark day indeed, pun intended, before you saw him in a formal wear, I'm sure. Hmm? Herolf tilts his head. No, I'm fine. Oh, sorry, the student apologizes. Unless Herolf walks over to the window and pokes his head out. All right, guess I lost track of the days. He walks back to the front of the class. Well... Turns out because there's a full moon, I've got lycanthropy, so that's why I might look a little off tonight. Wait, you're a werewolf? A student squints in confusion, but you're already a wolf, and you're not, like, going mad or anything. Rolf shrugs. That's right, wasn't so long ago that it was thought that a wolf beastman were immune to lycanthropy. I didn't realize myself that I had it until years after I'd been bitten. Turns out that it just has so little effect on us that nobody ever noticed. As you say, I'm already a wolf, so some extra wolfishness doesn't affect my mind much at all. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about shadows, Herolf said. Groans sounded out in the room. Yes, again, this is darkness illusion magic. What were you expecting? Rainbows and fairy dust. A few of the guys laugh out as Auden puffs up in the classroom, sweating. He's almost always one of the last here, and always looks like he just ran a marathon when he arrives. Man, that guy's so unfit. Bet you there's a kilometer of flab under those arms. One of them jokes. Auden smiles, clearly having heard the jab, but just moves over to his seat and sits down, wiping his brow. Out of curiosity, why do you never say anything to them? I ask. We had happened to sit next to each other on the first day, and the guy is genuinely smart, as well as social. 
When the teacher asked a question, Auden and I were the ones his eyes naturally gravitated towards. Auden must have noticed too because he chatted with me a few times about magical theory and such. He looked sideways at me. What about you? You know you get three times as many talking about you behind your back, right? At least. Yeah, but they're only talking because they know nothing about me. Everything they say is no more than a guess, and they know it. I know it, I reply. As for you, they're just played wrong. Wonder what their faces would be looked like if they actually saw how fit you are under that. Auden raises an eyebrow in surprise. You know... I see much more than people think I do, I said dryly. You look like a professional runner, which, I'll be honest, is a little odd, considering I've never seen you run. Not that it's any of my business, of course. If you'd rather, I'll never mention it again. He nods slightly. Thanks. I'd appreciate it. It's not something I'd talk about lightly. As for them, glancing at the guys at the back of the class, he shakes his head. I've got nothing to prove to them. What would be the point of showing off? Just for a little recognition, people would just start asking different questions. Yeah, I get what you mean, I agree. So, what do you think about the false barrier? Feasible? Effective? Not sure about that one. Wouldn't have any effect on non-physical attacks, like heat or curses. Auden replies, considering. Even something physical with sufficient force behind it could break through. True, but that's the case with pretty much any barrier, and any type of magic has its counters. Then again, fire magic is pretty popular, I muse. Not exactly the most obscure weakness. I just wish there was some better alternative to a simple rock barrier. Auden shakes his head. I keep telling you, stick to what forced magic does best. Speeding things up and slowing them down. Stopping things dead in their tracks is just too inefficient to false magic. A wall is simple and effective. I know, I know. And I can work with that sort of thing, I sigh. It just feels boring, like everyone and their mother has done it. I want to make magic that's mine, not just an alteration of some mage three millennia ago, you know. Sometimes things like that are just the best way to do it, Auden shrugs. Not really exciting, but it gets the job done. Eh, I grunt. Sometimes simple is best. Sometimes people just haven't done enough research to figure out that it's actually a terrible way to do it. All right, enough chatting. It's time for class to begin. The teacher calls out, and we turn our attention back to the front. With the additional skills that I've gotten this term, I finally have 50, exactly. Just as I had read, I earned a title because of this accomplishment. It doesn't give me any stat bonuses or traits, but it does let me rearrange my skills and stats so I neaten them up a little. Roughly speaking, the order I now have my skills in is miscellaneous magic skills like absorb, mana, sight, form, manipulation, etc. Then casting type skills, formation and vocal, schools of magic, creation, destruction, etc. Types of magic, light, dark, fire, etc. Artificing languages, psychic skills, key skills, miscellaneous skills, trash skills. Doesn't actually change anything, but it makes my status a little easier on the eyes, so to speak. End of chapter. And that, my friends, is the end of this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the channel. There are numerous links down below. The easiest way would be to share this video and this channel to as many people as possible to help this channel grow. Your support is very much appreciated. And I will see you all in the next video. Cheers.